family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services. We're excited to be with you again today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio, located in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Hotel, Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan to feature businesses and people in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. Uh, while all businesses uh, have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we'll touch on that in all related aspects of security, especially during this show, through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm so happy to have, uh, Miss Sharon Lavelle, and for those of you that don't know, she is uh, part of the Women for Trump, and she's an advisory board member uh, for the president for Black Voices for Trump. So happy to have you here. Thank you Thank for coming, you. Sharon. Um, you know that there's so much going on in today's world, and there's so much divisiveness that you know you you almost wonder where to start. Uh, I see so much that is really unneeded and, quite frankly, in my opinion, media-driven that causes the divisiveness. So let's just let's start off with my normal question of who is Sharon Lavelle? Where do you come from? What brought you here? Uh, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am, first off the bat, a 20-year Gwinnettian. I know that... Um, your station is here in Gwinnett, and I just want, I have deep roots in Gwinnett. Um, so some of your listeners may be familiar with me. My children went to school um, partially in the Gwinnett County school system. And I'm married um, to Bruce Lavelle, who also is a big Trump supporter. Uh, we're actually a family of Trump supporters but I was raised in, on a base. Um, my dad was in the Air Force. Um, I come from a large family. My husband's family was also a military family. Um, we grew up saluting the flag and saying, um, the, singing the Star Spangled Banner. Um, we feel like that's really important and we just um, love America. I tell you what, uh, it's the greatest place to live. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, those that don't think so, I'd be happy to have them leave and go somewhere else and try it. <laughs> uh, and let us know how it works for them, because I don't think they're going to like it too well. Exactly. Well, you know, you're in so much uh, activity and involved so much with the uh, with Trump campaign and just with the conservative, you know, movement overall. In the way of trying to bring uh, the black population into the Trump campaign as far as, and not by dragging them in, just by telling them the truth and what's going on. 
Uh, tell us a little bit about Women for Trump. So Women for Trump is a movement. Um, we know that women run their households, and women, women have a strong voice. They're the boss. Yes. So we formed the group to get the word out and just educate women uh, what Trump is about, what he has done, um, the policies for women. You may have seen back a month or two ago, our president actually went to an abortion rally. It's the first president that stood on the stage. Um, he loves women and he loves what women stand for and so this group was formed because they want to support the president well i know there's a lot of women that support and the news media says oh they're all they're all against him but i tell you i i see so many uh that are and i'm sure you see a lot more than i do because you're out and about and all over the country and and just so active within this that i know you see a lot more than i do so let me ask you you know, you also talk about being an advisory board member for uh, an organization called the Black Voices for Trump. Kind of tell me what that is and how y'all how y'all get the message out and how much good are you doing? So Black Voices for Trump uh, um, was formed because Trump received about 9% of the black vote in 2016. And we are formed to educate people. Um, recently, we heard Biden say, you ain't black unless you vote Democrat. Yeah. That vote has been taken for granted for many, many years, and we educate people on why they should reconsider just voting because that's the way you've always voted. Um, we educate people on looking at the issues and talk to them about, okay, what, what benefit did you receive in the last um, election versus now? And we just kind of help them see the difference. And, and basically that's what that group is. Well, I know that I mean, we were talking about it before we went on air. I know the, the media likes to put this perception out that, uh, that basically there are just very few black people that will come over and vote for Trump and that, that everybody is just so negative on him and all that and they just show this small portion of people that are really as a general rule protesting on something else that's not even about Trump but I, well, I know from what I've seen and, and tell me what you've seen is I've seen a tremendous tremendous number of, of the black people in our communities that are pro-Trump Absolutely. There is, now I have to be honest with you, there are large numbers that won't admit it. Oh, absolutely. Because you're criticized. Nobody wants to come out and say, no one wants to wear that red hat. And that no one wants to be called Uncle Tom. Right. So there are many people who recognize some of the things that our president has done, like with the First Step Act. Absolutely. You know, he's reuniting some of our black men back to their families, um, the opportunity zones, plighted neighborhoods that are being um, recreated in a beautiful way for people to live and have very nice um, retail, is live, work, and play solutions. 
there's so many things that our president has done, including things that the media never talks about. You know, most people don't know that he increased, he increased the research and the funding for sickle cell anemia, which directly highlights the black community pretty much 100%. Mm-hmm. And people are finding this out, and they're looking at the past administrations, and they're going, nothing. what happened? They didn't do anything for us. So people are smart. They're figuring it out, but they're not ready to raise their hand and say, I vote for him. They will go in the booth, and they will punch President Trump, but they won't say it out then loud. And they'll walk out and say, I voted for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> or, or say nothing at all. Exactly. Well, I know that, you know, with all of, for instance, like the opportunity zones that are that have been created, uh, you know, we've had opportunity zones around in neighborhoods and stuff for a long time. But the problem is nobody wanted to put them in the black areas, in the, in the low-income areas. You know, I worked in Atlanta at the police department for 25 years and policed a lot of the low-income areas for a long time. We called them projects back then, which we don't have in Atlanta anymore. At least that's what they say. Um, but, you know, it's nice. You know, you would get somebody come in with a, uh, oh, I don't know, a Krispy Kreme and, or something like that, and that would be the big corner market for the area. They think that they're doing something. And or somebody might drop a Walmart somewhere off in the distance and at least close enough and then say, well, we're doing something. But really what, you, what I'm seeing is through the opportunity zones, they're opening up a lot of small businesses, a lot of black-owned businesses, giving entrepreneurs the opportunity within the neighborhoods and within the community to actually start businesses, which is everybody's dream, even though a lot of people, you know, let's face it, suck at it. But at least they're trying to get out there and they're, they're wanting to create their own business and then, unfortunately, we have a lot of stuff like what happened at Wendy's or what happened at different places. Yes. And what do they do? They go in and they destroy the black businesses that have been created by the black people. Right. You know, to give them a way of, you know, moving into that solid, solidly into the middle class and stand there and becoming a part of the most important class as far as I'm concerned with everybody is to get that middle class growing and get it expanding. On, yes. You know, it's just it's so important to get it expanding. It, it really is. And our president, because he's a, a business guy, he understands that. And so he, his focus was not just on the big business. Other administrations just focused on the big business. Exactly. Remember the bailout, the bank bailout 2010, 2011, in that time period mm-hmm. where the airlines and the banks got the bailout, these big, big, big businesses. Yep. But did you see our president? He did a PPP for small businesses. Yeah, we received one of them. Yes. He understands that the small business is the backbone. And he was there. He understands business. Who does that? What other administration has done that? Well, it's nice to have a businessman that understands that direction in office for a change. Yes. Uh, Instead of just a politician. Incredible. And you like somebody that some people have been there for 30, 40 years and they've got a great record that shows what they've done. The problem is it doesn't show that they've done much. And I, I really appreciate that because I am a business owner myself. Exactly. I've been a business owner for over 25 years. So I, 
I'm over the moon that he understands the small business. Yeah, and he reaches out to actually and meets with people that actually reach out to help the small business, not just talk about it, but actually do something to accomplish something. Yes. And I know for us, it was a big help with the PPP. You know, that was it. it it's something that, you know, there's so many businesses. We're a small business. Uh, we've got, you know, 100 guards that work for us, but in the security industry, that's still a small business. Yes. And there's a lot of people that are, are really struggling to make it, and this keeps them in business till we get through all this. Exactly. And that's going to be a big help. Well, listen, I know, I heard that you went to the Trump rally. Yes. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That, I'm, I'm still you, on a high from that. The way you answered that tells me <laughs> the answer to my next question. You know, what was the Trump rally like, really? Oh, like? my gosh. The... I just I lose words when I stop and think about how much fun I had and the crowd just gave me so much energy for days on end. It was electric. People were so excited. They were cheering. Whoever the DJ was was off the chain. <laughs> I mean, he had everyone up standing I and didn't dancing. I didn't know they had a DJ. Well, I didn't physically see the person, but the music uh-huh. Someone had to put it together. I figure it was a DJ because it was so good. Um, but the music was so good. It was it was electric. My favorite part of those things when it comes, I'm proud to be an American. I yeah. love that song. Oh yes. Yeah, it just so perfect. But there was a little Michael Jackson. There was a little bit of everything there. It just got you off your feet um, when we were waiting for everything to start it was like a little party was go- the pre-party was awesome <laughs> and then we had the real party and the president came and it was just more excitement well, you know, that brings me up to my next question have you ever personally met the president i have so in 2015 what was your first impression of it well and then tell the rest of the story okay <laughs> so i just met this person who was candidate Trump, who my first impression was, this person just loves America. They're like us, but they just have a deep, deep love for America. And they see where America needs help, and they feel like they can help America. That's my first impression. Like, he just wanted- He's genuine. He's genuine and just wanted to help America. He felt like he could make a difference. Well, that's important. So go ahead and tell me the rest of the story about <laughs> meeting and all that. So it, it was one of those one of those God things, because I don't know how I ended up. I know how I ended up, but it's amazing that I ended up in New York in 2015 in Trump Tower in a meeting with a group of ministers. I'm not a minister, but um, I was in this meeting and these ministers were asking candidate Trump poignant questions, tough questions, and he was responding. And I got to see his eyes, his face, his emotion, his response. And I knew right then in that room that he was going to be president. I saw how sincere he was. But one way that I knew he was going to be president, and some people can't handle this when I say this, they can't handle the truth, but I have to say it because this is my truth. In the room, one of the ministers prophesied to 
candidate Trump that he was going to be president. And then another minister who had just met the other minister for the first time opened up a book where he had written down what God had told him. And it was basically the same thing. And I just got chill bumps, chill bumps, just warm, about to faint when this was happening in the room. It was quite the experience. But at that second, I knew that that was going to be our president. And I was in the room to hear and see his heart. And I knew he was a good person. That is an awesome story. Um, I know that's that I've never met him. I would love to. So just let him know that he's welcome <laughs> down here to talk on our show anytime that he wants to. I'll be We'd sure be to call to him and tell him. Yeah, I know that you're, uh, I know your husband, Bruce, is very active with him. Uh, he's constantly speaking with him, meeting with him. Tell Bruce that, by the way, I want to have Bruce on the show. I think Bruce knows that as well. He would love it. And um, but uh, maybe he can get uh, the president to just call in and say hi to everybody while we're on the show. Uh, I would that would thrill me to death. I don't know about it. I don't care about everybody else, but it would thrill me. (laughs) That would be awesome. But if I ever get an opportunity to meet the man, I hope I get to. Sure. Uh, He's just he's always struck me as a genuine person. And there are people on the Democrat side that I I truly think are good people. And I'd love to meet them. Sure. But I can honestly say probably the most. The strongest person I would like to meet or the person I'd like to meet most strongly is probably uh, the President Trump. Yes. Uh, Yeah, he's just just one of those peoples and one of those personalities that, you know, you just want to talk to. And it's one of those what what you see is what you get. You know how real he is and he just says it the way it is. Comes That's through just his mind. Kind of how he is. Comes through his mind. It goes out his mouth. Right, right. Yeah, that we we need to talk about that too. <laughs> As a business person and all, I totally get it. But you know, sometimes some of the stuff might need a little filter. Uh, that, just, just I mean, but, that's true. But you know, we none of us are perfect, and we absolutely. all are sinners, and we all need to be cleaned up here and there, and brushed up here and there, and. So his faults are kind of on display for everyone yeah, to see. I mean, you know? He's an open, honest person. And, and when I say that some of it could be filtered, I'm just saying that because I've been told the same thing about me, <laughs> that I could use a filter at times. It, it, if I'm thinking it in my mind, it comes out. And that's one of the things I like about him is he speaks what he thinks, and it's straight from the heart, straight out of his mind, straight out of heart. He's not thinking about stuff that, well, is this going to be politically correct? Exactly. Do I need to? Do I need to couch this some way to, to be able to sound like it will get me elected? He just says what he wants and, or says what he thinks and what he believes. And if you want to elect him, fine. If you don't want to vote for him, fine. But you know what you're getting. You're not, exactly. It's not hidden under a veil. Exactly. So I know a lot of people, one way or the other, they preach Christianity, uh, their association with it. And... A lot of times there's questions about it, but I think I know my answer. But somebody that really knows, is Trump really on the side of the Christians? Absolutely. Um, or with a Christian viewpoint and a Christian heart, I guess is a better way of putting it. Yes. So it, back to 2015 when I, when I was in that room, something that surprised me, candidate Trump brought out his Bible, and he wanted everyone to see um, – the Bible that his mom had given him from way back, 
was important to him, and he said um, that he really tried to live by what the Bible said. Um, so, Knowing that we all have our fallacies. Yes, we do. And you can look at some of the legislation, legislation that um, he's honed in on. For example, there were some things... Um, church the division of like churches could not talk about politics in the pulpit mm -hmm. and he kind of opened that up for um discussions can happen at churches now um there's th there's things that he has done again he was on the stage um talking about abortions or being against abortions because that's what the bible says thou shall not kill and he tries his best to, wait, what about when the church got burned and he went out front with the Bible in his hand? Yep. That was his statement of saying, I, I live by Christian principles. And so I, I believe he's a Christian, and I believe he wants to stand with the Christians. Yeah, I believe he is, he's absolutely solid in his faith. Um, and like I said, does he have his failings? Absolutely, we all do. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, what are your basic foundational beliefs? Yes. And, and that doesn't mean you can't be acceptant of other religions, such as the Muslim, the sure. Jewish, and all that. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you've got to be open-minded. That's part of the Christian way, is to be open-minded and acceptable to all yes. areas. Uh, we Agreed. just, you know, there's just one area that's kind of special to us. Agree. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, it's important that everybody understand that, that that acceptance is there, that that openness is there. But at the same time, you've got to have your foundational beliefs. Um, I'm really kind of curious. Um, one of the things that uh, people talk about is what biden says or does or what he believes and quite frankly at this point i'm not sure what he believes anymore because he hasn't been out there enough to talk to anybody he just kind of keeps hiding uh but what do democrats really see in biden the, just the normal democrats and then also the swamp democrats well i'm not a democrat so Correct. i can only tell you from your from, from your talking opinion. to people yes. um it is a habit. It is a party association. Um, oftentimes, people aren't looking at the, the line items. They're mm -hmm. not saying, they're not cross-checking. This president did this, and this president did that. Now, Biden has been in office for over 40 years, yep. probably closer to 50 years. We should have many things to write down about Biden. And there's not many line items that I know of. I mean, maybe you can correct me, but I do know in 1994, he forever harmed the black family. Um, he was part of that 1994 crime bill. Yep that locked up our black males. One of the signatures. And I'm, I'm angry about that. That motivates me to be on the side of our now President Trump, who's trying to unravel that with the First Step Act. 
but he created that sort of nonsense when he was vice president. And why would I want more of that? Why would I want to vote him into office for that sort of um, activity? Well, you know that's where his mindset is. You know that's what he thinks, regardless of what he preaches and says, well, you know, people don't like that today. I can't say that. You know that's what's in his heart. What was it he said in that, uh, that I know it was an ad, but it was him talking, that said, we hang, ev- we hang everybody uh, we hang on everybody for everything but jaywalking. Right. In this, in this, I mean, really? Right. And that was damn near the truth. But he's never, and he's never apologized. Mm-mm. I mean, he wrote that bill and still favors it. And he said if he gets in office, he's going to unravel everything that Trump did. And that would include that First Step Act. That means that the men and women that are getting out of prison currently because maybe they were on drugs. Yep. They didn't harm anyone. They were harming themselves, and they got 20, 25, 30 years for abusing their own bodies. Yep. Biden's going to put that back into effect and lock up our men and women again. People aren't paying attention to this, and I just want to your listeners to hear this. Look at what Biden is saying. He's going to unravel everything. He's going to put that first step act back to where it was from 1994 and start locking up our people again. We can't let that happen. Oh, I totally agree. And I love the passion that you feel because I can see it in your face. It's just honest, honest to God passion. And I, I absolutely love it. Um, one last question for you, and I think this is probably the most important question I've asked you, is, you know, for the people out there that are listening and the people that will eventually listen as we broadcast this podcast out and go on, um, why do you believe that anyone, especially blacks, should vote for t- President Trump? Again, I think... I think everyone should just do a little bit of research. Just spend 20 minutes, and if you have to, Google it, or go to whitehouse.gov and look at the accomplishments. Look at what has been done. Um, HBCU funding. You know, in the past, HBCUs had to come up to Washington every year and ask for money tell them what hbcu is historically black colleges and universities so they had to go to dc every single year and ask for grant money and so forth and president trump said why are you guys coming up here every year of course that business mind at work right Mm -hmm. and he goes that's costly. It ties up your time. It times up, ties up, you know, federal employees' times. You have a record here. You're going to exist. You've existed in the past. We've always given X amount of dollars. Let's make a 10-year commitment. And let's increase it by 13% because over time you need to increase. What, I mean, who else? It's a no-brainer. Yes. I mean, 
just look at the line items. Um, there's a program to feed the children this summer where one billion dollars of of um, lunches are going out to children mm -hmm. in need mm -hmm. so that this summer no one's going hungry because the schools are closed and there's the ta the farmer to table meals there's a list of things that I just couldn't do any justice that has benefited the black community and if people would just spend a little bit of time and say did the previous administration do any even a third of this you'll find out they didn't the media hypes a racist but the so-called racist which he isn't is doing all this for the black community forget the media just look at the data follow your interests follow your agenda if you follow that you will see that our current president is making so many strides in the black community and he's even putting putting up placing strategically community centers so that people can go to these centers and ask questions they could get answers they can find out you know what about this happening in our community and people will be manned there to be able to answer their questions what president has reached out to the black community like this in the past none 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 people like to say well it's propaganda it's action he doesn't need propaganda he gets plenty of that daily on the news exactly <laughs> you know so he's putting out these community centers and reaching out to people and saying how can i engage with you what information these people are going to collect information and give it to the president and say this is what this community is saying what changes can we make based on this information so it's a two-way street you need to go to the community centers and um download download whatever information you want to give but at the same time do your research and find out some of the things that this administration has done and it will blow your mind just like the sickle cell did i mean most people don't even know that research and the funding was raised in a big way for sickle cell and that really for all intents and purposes is strictly a black community yes it's pretty much 100 percent black community you know, one of the things I stress to everybody probably over and over the most is be an informed voter. Yes. It's important to, regardless of what you hear on the news, whether it be the mainstream media, whether it be Fox News, whether it be whatever whatever news media you want to do, and for God's sake, don't be getting your information from YouTube and right. all of it from that and all of it from Facebook and, and LinkedIn and, and uh, Twitter and all that. Go to the real resources, the sources of the stuff, do your research, and make an informed decision when you vote. Yes. Don't take, don't go vote for somebody just because your brother's going to vote for them or your friend's going to vote for them or your sister or mm -hmm. your mother. Do the, inf do the actual research for yourself. It doesn't take that much time. It really does Everybody doesn't. has a computer. Yes. So do the research for yourself vote because you think that's the best person to vote 
And then whichever way you vote, at least you're voting with some kind of information and making an informed decision. Exactly. But don't just vote for the heck of voting because the old bad thing is we've always done it that way, so we're going to do it that way again. Worst decision in the world and reason for making any kind of decision, much less voting. And just go to the source. Go to whitehouse.gov and see it for yourself. It's not diluted by Facebook and Twitter and all the other information if you just go straight to the source. And whitehouse.gov is not trump.gov. It's it's the White House. Everything, all the information there. Is federal websites. It's federal websites. It's all compiled federally, but it's also information that has been gathered over many years, not just the last four. Exactly. So, you know, you get some good, honest information. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here. This has been an awesome discussion and conversation. Um, Sitting here listening to you and seeing the passion in your face about this, I wish you all the luck in the world. And, you know, I just can't thank you enough for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad. I did, too. Well, thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com and clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. And be sure and go to any of your regular podcasts and and click that little link that subscribes so that we'll know that you're there and everybody else will know that you're there too and looking at our program. Thanks again to my guest very much, Sharon Lavelle. I appreciate you being here. And for my producer, Mike, and again, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.